Welcome to the Veggies Banger Reviews. I'm Veggie. And I'm Mrs. Veggie. Today we're talking about Demon Slayer episode 10. Nezuko goes toe-to-toe with Susa Maru in her deadly Valley of Tamari boss, but Tamiyo intervenes with her own spell before the battle intensifies. So we start off with Tanjiro immediately after he uh, cut the head off of... Yamaha. Yes. And we see that with this particular demon, he's not going to die instantly. Which is my first question I have. Oh, good. Legitly, what takes this demon so long to die? Is it as you get more powerful, the slower your death? I don't know. The The first thing I thought about when he you finally see his head... Well, I mean, you see his head fly off his shoulders in episode nine. Uh, but when you see it happen in 10... He doesn't die right away. And he's physically able to cast more magic out of his hands. But it takes me back to like previous episodes when he does, because this isn't the first demon he kills. And most of the demons he decapitates and they die. Like, for instance, the demon in the final section, the big giant demon that's been alive for 50 plus years, he physically cuts his head off and he just evaporates. Now, now Yamaha gets his head chopped off. Like, like I said, can physically cast more magic. So, I don't understand. Maybe it's how much demon blood art that they can do influences how long they can survive once their head has been chopped off via the the demon slayer blade. But I thought it was interesting. Um, I actually really liked how the, the demon tried to kill Tanjiro, but I did have a solid question. So we see all the arrows are physically in or whatever. They're in Tanjiro. Why didn't he just make all the arrows go in like 80,000 different directions and just basically like pull apart his inside? Well, he did. That's when Tanjiro figures out that he needs to cast so many different forms and fight them. So like when you first see him, there's arrows going in every direction. Right. And I think Tanjiro comes up with a form and then that's when they start going in single directions. And then he figures he needs to keep on casting different forms to protect them at different walls. Like... He casts a form and then he flies into the brick wall and he casts the uh, spell or uh, attack to actually break the brick wall. And then then he goes in every different direction. I mean, without getting too graphic, I feel like I just would have tried to kill Tundra a little bit differently. But that would be a little too graphic if I describe how I would do it with the arrows. Um, So we see that Tundra is showing off that he's really powerful, but... He is getting more and more tired at some point. He says he can barely lift his sword and then the demon dies. Well, the interesting thing is Tanjiro does all his forms. Like he casts pretty much everyone that they think he has, which who knows how many he actually does have. They never go over that. But the uh, cool thing is, well, I wouldn't say the cool thing, but Tanjiro in the process falls to the ground finally and says, oh, I broke a leg and broke a rib. And at that time, he that's when he says, or states, hey, I'm too tired. I can't pick up my sword, but I need to go protect everybody else. So he like grits the sword in his teeth and starts crawling. Yeah. Dedication right there. Total dedication, which then transitions us into the best part of the the episode. I know really and truly the highlight of the episode is seeing Nezuko and Tamiyo go against the Tamari demon. So Nezuko comes out and at first she like, it looks like she blocks a Tamari, but Ideally, she is kicking it. And so the first question I had was like, how can she kick that now? And we later find out that that is actually Nezuko's strength evolving right there. That was the power of Nezuko. That wasn't anything that Tamiyo did. The like, serum that she gave him was just to help her heal her leg. And this was Nezuko producing the power to basically kick back the Tamaras. 
I also think that she figured out the technique because when she is kicking the ball back, that demon says like, oh, just because you figured out how to do it. And then we see this ultimate battle of literally like, who's going to kick harder? <laughs> this this Tamari, which I really enjoyed because then we see Nezuko full strength. Like she barely missed. She, she could have had the demon, barely missed. So at that point, when she does kick the ball past her head, uh, Tamiyo pretty much then realizes like, hey, Nezuko has gotten stronger, but she's still too weak to actually kill uh, the demon. So that's when she's like, hey, I have to do my curse. So she comes out and starts talking to the demon to like distract the demon at the same time of casting the curse. Uh, and this is also where we find out that the demon herself thinks of Kibutsuji as a lord because she states Lord Kibutsuji. Well, yeah, but part of that is because of the spell that Tamiyo let out. It was like a, like almost like a truth serum or it reduced all the mental barriers that you put up. And that's why she said it. And then as soon as she said it, she panics because that's part of the curse. She can't say his name. But that if it is a true serum, which it was, she still views as Kibutsuji as a lord. Oh, yeah. Very uh, similar to Voldemort, he who should not be named. Um, very similar in that vein, except this time when you say the name and you're part of his group, you're part of something involving him. Um, it starts a curse that will kill said demon. The best part about the scene is when Tamero and Susamaru are physically like going back and forth. They see Nezuko in the background. She's already napping. Yes. I loved it. <laughs> it's very on brand for her to already be napping. Uh, so we learned that the curse that she's casting is called the Kibutsuji curse. And with the curse, like every demon that is created by Kibutsuji has part of him Musan in their body. So anytime they state their name under this curse, they just pretty much, I guess, self-destruct, even though it wasn't a self-destruct. It was Kizubuchi coming out of her body. So legitly, like, I think three arms, maybe only two arms came out of her body. It was one through like the intestine area, stomach area, and one out of her mouth, uh, pretty much comes out and crushes her head, <laughs> which was kind of, kind of weird. And the weirdest thing was she laid there and like a pool of blood with just, you could only see her arm. And that was like the last thing of her. But she was still talking. Well, Tamiyo explains that it's futile for demons to fight each other because they can't destroy each other. Except Kibutsuji has figured out how to destroy demon cells. So I think that's just kind of showing that he, that he can destroy other demons but also he didn't put all that effort into destroying this one kind of reflecting that she didn't matter to him. She was just a pawn, which was the whole point of what Tamiyo was telling her when she started casting the spell. So after Susa Maru fizzly dead, uh, you see her eyeball laying on the ground. You also see, saw the eyeball of Yabaha laying on the ground. But at this time we see the eyeball uh, and that's when, Tamiro pretty much says, like, hey, she actually wasn't part of the 12 uh, Kuzuki. Uh, and we learned that because they have numbers engraved in their eyeballs, which kind of is weird. So I don't know how that really works. I don't know if it's like when we see a demon and their pupils are going to be just the number and not like round pupils. I guess we find out in later episodes. It just shows that they were too weak to be elite. 
<laughs> and which, these, which boggles my mind. Right. Like, these demons were strong. Yeah, this was like a hard test for Tanjiro. So like he really needs to adapt a lot more than we thought. Like I can only imagine what we're going to see out of these 12 when he ultimately does fight them. Uh, and then after the pretty much all that's done, that's the action part of the show. Then we get a lot of like lore, which is very cool. Uh, we we learned that Yoshiro is was a sick child and that Tamiro was actually the doctor and pretty much gave him the ultimatum was like, hey, you can either die in pain or you can live as a demon and be in pain. And that's the one demon that she learned how to turn. It took her 200 years. Yeah, it was. I mean, that was sad, but it was also made a lot of sense of why he adores her so much and is basically over the top when it comes to her. The other part that I really liked of the scene is that Nezuko has somehow overcome the hypnosis and now can kind of pick and choose who she sees as family. She sees these two demons in Tamiyo and Yushiro as family. And it's very sweet. It brings back that whole idea of humanity and being treated like a human to these two individuals who are in hiding and haven't been treated like they're humans in a very long time. Well, when I'm watching the episode, I always wonder why she had the like the little mini Nezuko had the mini like flashbacks, the scene like uh, Yashiro and Tamiyo as like different people. And that was physically the human form of the. So I think that's why like she sees through the demon part of it and sees the human part of them. And that's why she respects them as humans. Yeah. But there's that part where the hypnosis said that all humans are going to be treated like her family, but demons are going to be seen as her enemy. And these are demons. So I think that's showing how strong she is. Well, and, yeah, they basically say like yeah. her willpower is is driving her to do this. Like, Yeah. So it was a very sweet scene, which then leads into Tamiyo offering to keep Nezuko safe. Which I was about to cry because I want Nezuko in the episodes kicking butt. All the time. Um, and Tanjiro considers it because it is the most logical sense. It does make the most logical sense that if Nezuko isn't next to him fighting she would be safe. But Nezuko squashes that idea and is like, nah, we're going to be friends. We're going to be in this together. Yeah, it was definitely the cool, like, I put up my hand and we hold hands and, like, we 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 know that we're bonded for life. We're, like, we're the family that sticks together. And ideally, I don't know if if Nezuko stayed, does does the story, I'm, ideally the story doesn't play out the same way, but I'm sure as Tanjiro goes on his journey, that he learns more and more information about turning Nezuko. Like really in 10 episodes in, in like a 26 episode series, they're not going to have the problem solved of turning Nezuko back. So like if they went their different ways, was it, would he really be as good as a demon slayer? I think Nezuko like being next to him and he has that common goal of like, Hey, I have to heal my sister constantly like looking at him in the face that he'll do anything. Now, if Nezuko was off in somewhere else, that might just slip his mind and he might actually be killed by a demon just because he doesn't have that focus and dedication that he would if he physically saw his eye on the prize constantly. Or vice versa. She could suddenly start consuming blood because he's not around to kind of be that constant reminder that, hey, we're going to get you back to being human. If she hung around other demons who do consume blood, what would stop her from consuming blood? Like that could have been just a massive experiment for Tamiyo. So I think it was the best decision all in all. And also it, you know, helps the story along that Nezuko stays with Tanjiro. We then do a really harsh transition into Tanjiro's next assignment. He's going Southeast. He's going Southeast as the crow kept saying, which I, 
I thought was funny. And we'd see... Armchair guy. Yeah. Uh, groveling. Uh, proposing to his girlfriend. I'm going to go with groveling. <laughs> Constantly? Like, marry me, marry me, marry me? Yeah. And that's where the episode ends. But he does make a statement like, hey, I could die anytime. Yeah. Uh, we'll see. We'll see how this character develops. Because right now, it's not a cute look. Doesn't look good. I mean, he is pretty cool does because he? he does have orange hair. Let's, let's tell the truth. Okay, Veggie. <laughs> But it felt like a short episode and I wanted more. This honestly probably is my favorite episode. Because like, it uh, the emotional grab it had on you? Just because there was the action that I needed in the beginning. And I think I really enjoy Nezuko as a character. Um, I mean, I love Tanjiro, but I think Nezuko as like even like a support character in like Tanjiro's plan uh, is really amazing. Like. I enjoy seeing her adapt more than I think Tanjiro adapt because legitimately she had to learn how to kick, kick tamaris in, in the middle of this episode. And it was cool just to see her go through that change and everything like that. And I love the fact that she sleeps to recycle power. So that's pretty amazing. She is definitely a top character that I want to see continue to grow. So I really enjoyed this episode. The other thing I took away from this episode was that, and I think Veggie says this all the time, is that we all operate out of places of fear because Musan is constantly operating out of a place of fear that he's going to lose all his power. He's going to lose, you know, control over what he's created. And it's interesting to see someone say that out loud that, hey, he is really a coward. He's not this great demon. And really seeing somebody else in Tundro not operate out of fear, but operate out of love. So I really like this episode. I can't wait to keep watching. Yeah, the episode was great. Uh, hands down, probably probably my favorite so far. Uh, it really did wonders for me. I, I enjoy enjoyed the episode. Love the story. Love the fact that like, hey, he's presented this idea of like, hey, he can leave Nezuko behind, but he still keeps her, uh, and Nezuko wants to stay and everything like that. It, it's a cool family episode. It, it shows great values and and everything like that. Uh, look forward to episode eleven, and you know what? I hope episode eleven has more slaying it because you guys know what I'm here. I'm here for the slaying. And with that, we'll slay you guys later. Thank you guys for listening to episode 10 of Demon Slayer. Please take the time to like and follow or subscribe on any of the podcast platforms that you guys listen to. Uh, there's Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, and Anchor. Uh, if not, please sure to check us out on Twitch. It's twitch.tv slash veggie banger or twitch.tv slash Mrs. Veggie.